War. War never changes. In the year 1945, my great-great-grandfather, serving in the army, wondered when he'd get to go home to his wife and his son he'd never seen. He got his wish when the U.S. ended World War II by dropping atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The world awaited Armageddon. Instead, something miraculous happened. We began to use atomic energy not as a weapon, but as a nearly limitless source of power. People enjoyed luxuries once thought the realm of science fiction. Domestic robots, fusion-powered cars, portable computers. But then, in the 21st century, people awoke from the American dream. Years of consumption led to shortages of every major resource. The entire world unraveled. Peace became a distant memory. It is now the year 2077. We stand on the brink of total war, and I am afraid. For myself, for my wife, for my infant son. Because if my time in the army taught me one thing, it's that war, war never changes. War never changes, and neither does the podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 63 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. As always, I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host... Ron Perlman. (laughs) Ron. Ron, it's a pleasure. I didn't know you were here. What? Yeah, we gave Ken the day off. Did you see me in Hellboy? I'm amazing. (laughs) I love it. That was a good movie. That was good. I liked it. I liked it. (laughs) I can't. I could continue to do this voice all through the episode, but I don't think that would be very appropriate. (laughs) It'd probably be for a long episode. Like, uh, like, 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 it would be like, it'd be like The Undertaker doing a documentary about himself, but in character as The Undertaker. So all he did was stare. <laughs> he would stare, and he'd just talk really slow. <laughs> Personally, I think it'd be hilarious, but you know, <laughs> that never finds humor in things that I do. So whatever, we'll yeah. do a witch. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, anyway, how you doing, my man Ken? How you doing, my dude? You know, I cannot complain. We uh, we just got done playing some Fallout stuff. And, yeah, we did. And that just flew by. It really did. It really did. We played uh, the beta for Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. We played it today, and we played it on the first day it launched. That was Tuesday. Yes, it was Tuesday. Yeah. Tues- yes. Tuesday, Tuesday was the, four- the 22nd, I think. 23rd. I see your 23rd and raise you 24th. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tuesday the 23rd was when the beta went live for Xbox One users. PS4 users will get it next week. Or this coming week, as of recording. 
Yep. Finally, a reason to make fun of all those PS4 people. <laughs> yeah, but it's all Spider-Man, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Sony unfairly owns the rights to that, so I'm not gonna, you know, complain. This is this is a multi-platform game that neither company's on the rights to, and Xbox is getting the beta first. Fair. So Fair, you're right. You're right. So take that, PS4 users. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. Joke. Suck no. it. No one puts me in the comments, please. <laughs> but no, but no. We we played we played the beta Tuesday and we played it for the two hour session today. Just got finished with it maybe an hour ago. And now we're gonna talk about it. Give yeah. our thoughts, impressions on it, and as the beta goes on, you know, we may talk about it a little more. We may, we'll see. You know what we'll probably talk about though? What? Is that war. War never changes. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. Mm. And I apologize for the sniffling. Again, I'm still fighting a cold, doing the best I can to not sniff into the mic, but it seems to happen when I lean towards the mic. You're, you're I apologize. Like a permanent advanced. cold there, friend. And it, it feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. I work at a pharmacy, general store slash thing. And uh, yeah, you're coming in sick all the time. Yeah. Wondering why you never get better? That's why. <laughs> and you don't take days to work because you can't. Have you tried uh I know this is a, a digress, but have you tried taking stuff like um emergency or the what is it, the vitamin uh thing from the doctor? Uh, I'm currently actually taking mucinex for the cold, but never I've taken emergency and that kind of stuff every so often, but it's not, you know, a constant thing. Right. Well, it's um, it's not called emergency, but it was made by a teacher, and they were always getting kids sick, and the kids were always coming in and getting them sick, and so they have these little like chewable tablets, and you just chew on them when you're like feeling starting to like you know how you don't just like get sick, you start to feel that like. Mm, yeah, like I, yeah. You feel like you actually get sick, right? Yeah, you just kind of start to chew those tablets, and they're supposed to be like a vitamin C boost and and all this extra stuff that's supposed to help. Yeah, my mom, my mom swears by it though, because she has some <clears throat> of those things. I know what you're talking about. I just can't think what they're called off at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank either. <laughs> like, I should. I think it's airborne. I think it's what she takes. Airborne. airborne. Yes, that's what yeah. it's called. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There it is. We found it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it might help, like, just taking those uh, when you're not feeling sick just because everyone else is feeling sick and you're working at the pharmacy where they, like, bring in their sickness. Yeah. That's, hey, that's let me just... <clears throat> like, no. Yeah. Here, let me give you my money. <laughs> it's going to yeah. sound terrible over my but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But enough about being sick. Let's talk about the Fallout 76 beta, shall we? Let's talk about another kind of sickness. Yeah. The sickness of... No liking... cowbell. I need more yeah. cowbell. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Fallout 76. Don't let me uh, ruin your train of thought here. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah, let's do this. Fallout 76. So... We kind of we, we knew for those who are have, who have been paying attention to the game and the news around the beta and all that stuff, mm-hmm. we already knew what the deal was going into it. We knew that we're gonna be 
you know, it wasn't going to be like your usual beta where it's open all day, every day. I didn't. Until the beta runs out. Oh, you didn't know? No, I didn't find that out until like the day we was going to play. Oh, man. Yeah. Like the time. I, I swore I had told you this beforehand. Yeah. Maybe no. I didn't. Nope. I mean, Maybe I thought I did I, and didn't. I think you told me afterwards. Oh. Because we like played it or whatever and I brought it up. Yeah. Well, I think you told me afterwards, but not before. I didn't know before. Oh, okay. Well, so most now of us you knew. know. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. I, I knew I, I've been paying attention to the news beforehand mm-hmm. when you were talking about the bay and everything. So I ha- I already knew what it was going to be going into it. So it's not an all day, everyday thing like your normal betas are. And, you know, progress is going to carry over from the beta to the full game so they say don't know if that's going to change but it could it could not but you know before we really get into this this stuff about the story and our our own impressions i wanted to talk a little bit about the beta process in general and i guess how you think it's been handled so far you know versus your normal beta i mean i don't i don't mind it but I could see some people uh, feeling gypped. Like I could, I I could see and um, agree with people that feel like they're getting gypped on this beta. Um, yeah. You know, and the reason why is because not everybody is available every minute of every second. You know, to play like uh, they've they've had three beta sessions for the Xbox right now, and. You and you and I have already missed one because we right. didn't have the time. Or uh, in my case, I didn't have the time, but I had forgotten about it altogether. <laughs> <laughs> so right. even if I had had the time, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten on. So uh, you know, so I could see some people feeling uh, gypped out by that, especially because it's not an it's not an open beta, and right. unless I'm mistaken. They're not making it an open beta. It's only available for people that pre-ordered the game. To my knowledge, that's correct. Yeah, they're not doing open beta. Yeah. <clears throat> so, on on that end, I, I could see some people feeling gypped. I mean, I would have preferred that it was just one glorious weekend, you know, where everybody could get on and, and do their thing and, and really try and test and push the servers. Uh, I think I would have even been okay with just the one time. Like, look, we're having a beta. We're having it at this time. Be there or be square. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have done more to make people angry than they already are. Or they already were about the situation. Mm, maybe. But, I mean, <clears throat> it was a pretty big time span. And they could have made it bigger, too. You know. Yes. Because like, in the in the FAQ, I was reading it a little bit before the beta had came out. Okay. Uh, they were talking about how yeah we're gonna have the blocks open from anywhere from four to eight hour blocks of play or whatever. They didn't say it was gonna be every day, but they did say it was gonna be four to eight hours of play. And once the beta came out, they changed the FAQ and said it'll be open it'll be open anywhere from two to. Eight-hour blocks, I believe is what they said. Two or two to four-hour blocks, two to eight-hour blocks, one or the other. But um, I haven't seen anything bigger than four hours. Around. Yeah, I know they had changed the wording around a little bit there to uh, 
communicate things better, which I wish they had done beforehand. But, you know, right. it is what it is. Well, isn't that part of stress testing your servers is to see how long they can last and not just uh, how big of a burst you can get? I guess so. I mean, I honestly yeah. don't know, but I would imagine that the best way to do it would be to open it up for as long as you possibly can to have, you know, the best chance of getting people onto the servers and testing them out and all that business. But they're doing it this way. Again, I knew what to expect going in, so I'm not upset about it. I understand why people can feel a little upset about it, but I also feel like at the same time, it's a beta. And if they give, if there's people who are excited about the game, you know, and want to play the game a lot, and if beta progress does, it's the full game. It's the full game. Right. So, uh, minus, you know, events and whatever. Or, you know, minus, like, you know, events that are come down the road, DLC and that stuff. But, you know, you pay $5 or, you know, pre-order the game or you pre-order digitally, whatever, you know, and you play the beta. Again, it's the full game. So, let's say somebody wanted to wanted to do that, play the full game, and Bethesda left, left, left serves open for all day, every day. Somebody could beat, somebody could beat the game. It's like, all right, I'm done. Cool. I'll take get get my get my get my my money back, and uh, yeah, I'm done. So Bethesda, Bethesda, like most companies, they're a business. They gotta make money somehow. I would say this about about any company too, not just Bethesda. You all know how much of a fan I am of Bethesda, but you know, they're gonna want to make their money. So they're not gonna have it open for all day every day because somebody will beat the game and then they won't get that money. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I get that, but when you look at other games that were like MMOs, I mean, what did they do? Yeah, they, I mean, most of them... They kept a cap on what yeah. you could do. Right. Like... Yeah, you can you know, only get to, like, level five and reach yeah. this part of the story or yeah, whatever. Yeah, this, this area is locked. Buy yeah. the full game if you want to, you know, get to this area. Yeah. Like that's that's what most um, most companies, game makers, that have done MMOs like this. Right, that's they'll what they... do with their betas for games like this, or yeah, really or, any other demo, quote unquote. Yeah, you know, or you just don't have the quest turn up that they need to continue the story. Mm-hmm. Like let people roam around wherever they want, but well, the next story bit is locked behind the the paywall there you know right yeah like i mean there there are other ways that they could fix that problem if they're worried about people buying or just pre-ordering the beta playing it beating it and being done with it because they left the servers on yeah i don't i don't want to say it's necessarily you know a worry that they have but i think it's i think it's one of those things to keep in the back of your mind i guess to think about it's not like oh you know somebody somebody might might beat the beta might might beat the game in beta. Let's let's yeah, let's do it this way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're not like they're not like in they're not talking in hushed tones in the in the conference room about this. <laughs> you know? So I mean yeah. personally I'm I'm okay with how they're handling it so far. I'm not too upset about it. Would I like to have been there for the second for the second day that I missed? Yes. But it's not a big deal for me. I have other games to play. We all have lives, so, I yeah. mean... 
I mean, this yeah. this <laughs> this might be enough to make me go back and play Fallout 4 since I have it and didn't really play it and see if it's as bad as I remember it is. Right. Very true. Very true. Because we've talked, I think you should, to, we've I talked think you about do that. it before. Yeah, we have. And You didn't I, get very far. <laughs> no, I just didn't like Fallout 4. And I don't know what it was. It was just... I couldn't really get into it. Something, something beefed my cakes. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you liked Fallout Four, the the, the uh, you know the the gameplay loop of exploration and all that stuff, you'll probably like this. But with the multiplayer component, we'll get into it. Yeah, I mean we'll we can it. we can save the multiplayer component for a little bit later on in the shoe. Yeah, yeah, a little, little down the road here. <clears throat> sure let's though go ahead and jump into our story impressions for the beta what we played of it anyway right so if you want to go first you can go ahead um what story (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean uh as far as i've gone like the the little story that i've gotten is you're in the vault it's vault day you all partied your buns off the night before so when you wake up everybody else is already gone because uh, I guess you got a hungover or whatever including the overseer and you're essentially just searching for the overseer like that's the only bit of story that I got I mean there's there's other little tidbits um, that I don't know if, if it would be spoiler territory but I don't know if I really feel like I need to talk about it yeah. You know, and so the only story I've got is is you finding trying to find the overseer and what you are finding is holotapes that is her diary journal uh, on your way to finding her, which this is Fallout, so I have a feeling you'll find her and she'll be dead. Yeah, I was I was going to say I mean you, you pretty much covered the gist of it anyway. You know, you wake up in Vault 76, reclamation day. We're going to go out into the wasteland and secure it for the betterment of mankind and body body blah. Yeah. Great. Cool. Because I guess this Where's is supposed to be the the canonically the first fallout, right? Because this is this vault opened before any of the other vaults in any of the other games, right? If if I'm understanding the lore correctly, then yes. This yeah. is 25 years after the Great War, which isn't a lot of time, by the way. So, 25 years after the Great War, the vault opens up, and we're one of the first first people to go out into the Wastes and start, you know, making a life for ourselves mm. in the Wasteland, in Appalachia, as it's so-called in the game and in the Fallout universe. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you wake up, you go to the vault, you get the stuff from the... Uh, from the um, benches that are sitting there. Yeah, the robots with the handies that are sitting there. And by the way, the Mr. Handy said my name. And I was like, I got a little giddy inside of there. Whoa, he said my name. Like your actual name? Yes. Well, my my, um, my last name, because I put in my full name when I made, when I made my character. Mm, okay. And he said my last name. And I was like, oh, I was so happy. So That's I love cool. that. I love that. I got a little giddy inside. It was great. So, it was it was it was cool. The vault itself was was pretty nice looking. You know, it, it's 
they use assets from Fallout 4, which is fine, whatever. So you've seen vaults in Fallout 4, you know it's looks like with this one. Not a big deal. Um, but no, so you get outside and make your way down, you know, find the find overseer's first camp or whatever. The game introduces you to systems as you go along, but again, story stuff, just in this part of it. So yeah, I not sure how I feel about the design choice to not have NPCs in the world right now. Right. And I said this way beforehand. Uh, not having NPCs could possibly hurt the experience because, you know, where's your story going to come from? Yeah. And it seems like Holotapes. most of your story is going to come from holotapes, yeah. text logs, journals, that sort of stuff. Because... Again, again, you leave, you go to the overseer's room in the vault, and you find her log and stuff, and then you just sort of go from there, and you find another, another uh, holotape at the camp that she tells yeah. about the camp, and then she's like, "Hey, I went here, go here," and so it's it's a lot of that stuff, and it's where whereas in other Fallout games, you know, you would meet these people, and they would tell you, you know, their story. Or you could find and you could find pieces of other stories, either from other people or from you know from you know holotapes, text to journals, whatever you know that sort of stuff. But my complaint right now is that that's all there is. Yeah, and you know, um, it's kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, plagiarizing Fallout Three, <laughs> like. The main story in Fallout 3 is you trying to find your father, who was the vault overseer, wasn't he? No. No. Scientist. Did he get kicked out, or did he leave? He escaped. There was a a break. There was a breakout. Oh, there was a jailbreak? Sort of, in a way. In a way. Just him. Him and you escaped. Okay. But you're like hot on his trail, mm-hmm. and you find his uh, hollow, holo, tomato, tomato, taste, <laughs> and uh, you're like constantly on the search for him. So, in a way, it feels kind of like they've plagiarized their own work. <laughs> I'm sure I'm only... the only one that feels that way, but. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the just, only yeah. difference, though, I think, will be that, again, I think that you will eventually not find your overseer and just throwing it out there because we know what it is. Mm-hmm. But, no, I mean, I yeah, I, I don't, especially with the multiplayer component of the game, how they're, how they're doing the game with the always online, that sort of stuff thing, if you are in a group of people playing, and you pick up a holotape and some and, or a journal or whatever. Some of these things are pretty lengthy. Yep. Two, two maybe you know one to two minutes tops. Be pretty lengthy, and you're trying to sit there and listen to it or whatever. And you got your friends talking to you in your ear about whatever else is going on. You're not playing an active role in the story. You're not taking in any of the information, or at least not not as much as you could be if you were otherwise. Right. Yeah, I mean, there is, uh, I don't know if you listened to the holotape about the water treatment. 
Yes. Because there's a little uh, water lab thingy where you test water in one of yeah. the story modes. And there's a holotape you can listen to on that computer. And that one is like, I swear that's like a five minute. Yeah, that's a, that's a lengthy one. Yeah. Yeah. I had to listen to it before you got on. <laughs> yeah, because like if it's just me playing by myself, or if it's a normal follow game, I'll listen to the whole thing. Fine, but if I got somebody else in my ear trying to, they're also trying to listen to it, or they're wanting to do something else and they're talking to me about it, and I have to listen to this person talking to me in my ear and my other friend talking to me, right. I can't do it, and I'm here's, not picking up everything. Here's the beautiful thing, though, is that. Uh, when you find those tapes, or even if you go to a computer and you find it, you can eject that tape, and it's in your inventory, and so you can go and listen to it later. You can, you can. So, That's I mean, true. I get like in the moment you're you're not there, but to be fair, you can listen to these tapes anytime you want. So yeah, it's very true, know, very true. You can. You just absolutely. Go, All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna hit the hay. So we'll see. You leave the party. You put yourself is offline now to listen to some holodapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that. It's very true. You can, you can. Um, but I know for me, if I go into a room and I see some environment of storytelling going on or whatever, and I find something in the room, I might want to listen to it and look at the room or walk around the room while I'm listening to it to try and, you know, put it together because this is somebody telling their story about you know what was going on in the room like there's a there's a there's a um there's a little like hotel that you mm -hmm. find and there's a there's a skeleton that's in a gym and he's under some weights like he was benching doing a bench press and there's a hollow tape near him and he's you know talking about uh he's a traveling salesperson so he's talking about the sales that he's doing and all sort of stuff and it was nice having to be able to have that tape and walk around the room or at least survey the room while listening to the hollow tape, right. So, for me, that's the kind of stuff that I like. If 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 I'm not in the room doing it at the moment, the um. Or there's the hollow tape of the guy in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it loses its its magic, so to speak, because you're not in the same area that you were in when you found the hollow tape. If you if you took that hollow tape from the guy in the fridge and you know you go to another location down the road let's say four five six hours later in the game and you you go scroll through your holotapes oh i didn't listen to this one what is this and let's say you you may not remember where it came from because you pick up so many of these holotapes yeah <laughs> so again i again i think my, my point being is that my main issue with this and how they're doing the storytelling is that it's all going to be through the text logs the audio logs and that sort of stuff yeah. which is fine but i think not having npcs is going to hurt the experience and it makes it feel a little empty well they have npcs they're just all red and green and nasty <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, because that's, that's supposed to be the point, is that everyone that stayed on the outside uh, turned into a skeleton, into a uh, greenish glowing ash yeah. thingy. Yeah, they're, they're either dead 
yeah. or they're or, or they became a ghoul or scorched or whatever. Yeah, well, here's here's my hypothesis on that is that first you turn into a scorch, then you become a ghoul. So I think ghouls are the uh farther along, like they lose a lot more of their mental yeah, faculties. Yeah. yeah. Because the scorches they can shoot at you with guns and stuff. Yep. And they can say words. Yes, they can. Whereas ghouls are just like, and they just run yeah. at you with their fists. Yeah, and, and I, I do I do like that they have some semblance of factions in the game as far as with the one with the responders that we ran into. The responder, you know, area area we ran into anyway in the first town you go to. Right. Which is nice. I like that. I, I guess I just wish you could, I wish, and there was a lady who, um, who was on the, on one of the, uh, gurneys in the corner. She, she had an audio log, uh, Dessa. I wish I'd have got to meet her. I guess okay. I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just used to having the person there or a person to talk to in a town or right. something. You can, you can steal their stuff or murder them at night when no one's watching. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Sandman, yeah. But, yeah. but but no, but I, I I'm I'm gonna miss that that interaction with people in this game. Right. Cause I mean, it's it, it's great having the audio logs and that kind of stuff. Cause then I mean if you wanted to, you could go and ask the person, hey, you know, I read I read this. I heard this. What, you know, can you tell me more about it? Oh yeah, and then they might tell you more about it. So, that be they, you know, yeah. you don't have that interaction with the with the, with the character, so. Right. And I mean, it kind of makes sense that you're not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. it. They may not like it, but I get it. Yeah, but you knew this coming in, so you should like I it. I did. Eh, not really. <laughs> yeah. No, that works. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> if you can like the beta even though you don't like the beta times then you can <laughs> you can like the the emptiness because the story says there's not supposed to be anyone here you're supposed to be setting up the civilization here yeah i i get it i get it like i said i get it i mean i gotta like it but i get it yeah besides we don't <clears throat> really know because there's supposed to be traders and stuff and um, There's protectrons. <clears throat> well, you know what? There's eight uh, protectrons. We actually we did we, we did ran into a we trader. did. I was just gonna say we There's actually a, did run into a uh, a super mutant yeah. who's friendly. Yeah, and he has a pack brahmin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know, man. We gonna see. We gonna see because that was really interesting. That was towards the end of our first session with the game, I believe. Yep. Yeah, because well, uh, yeah, because we were ending. We got the notification that we're about to go down, and then you were like, "Hey, there's a subutin over here, and he's friendly." I was like, "What? Let me go see." Yeah. And sure enough, there he was. Garm was his name. I really don't remember. I think I it just... was Garm. I just know he didn't murder me, and the game like would not let me trade with him or anything. <laughs> so, gameplay time. What, 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 what you came here to hear, I'm sure. 
What you came here to hear. Yes, those are, yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> so, personally, it feels like Fallout 4, but with multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, Fallout 4 came out not that long ago. Yeah, things are a little different. There are some there are some differences between Fallout 4 and 76, obviously. But it feels like Fallout 4 with multiplayer. Yep. Which isn't a bad thing, my opinion. Shooting is still <clears throat> not the greatest. Melee combat is probably still... Uh, OP? Preferred. Just because the shooting can be clunky at times. I yeah. was listening to a few a few people who got to play a little earlier than we did. And they were talking about... Because uh, they had played it. They went to uh, the Greenbrier to play it at an event. Okay. And they were talking about how the one of the issues they had with the shooting in particular, really just combat in general, was that when you would hit something, the hit detection would either be late or... It'd be it'd be unresponsive. It'd be late. You wouldn't hear the bullet or your melee weapon hit the target or whatever. So, and from from what we played and what I've heard from those people say as well is that it's been cleaned up since then. I haven't seen any issues of wonky hit detection or audio not cueing when it should or things like that. So that's good. Right. It's a good thing. Yeah, and I don't know. It's it's hard for me to compare this with Fallout 4 because I didn't like Fallout 4. Right. And, and I already said this before earlier. But it it comes off better, more refreshing, and maybe it's more that the world looks nicer, you know? Maybe it's that the world is more inviting in this uh, West Virginia Appalachian area yeah. as opposed to uh, where it was in Fallout 4. In Boston. Boston. Yeah, maybe Boston just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the use The use of colors, both in this and Fallout 4, are really nice, by the way. There's a lot of browns and oranges and greens and yellows you know that sort of stuff so it looks really nice yeah i don't know that's in the foresty area woodsy areas it looks really nice there right well it's just right now i'm more apt or more willing to play or want to play fallout 76 right and with fallout 4 i'm i'm still like eh, you know like, mm-hmm. like I talked about maybe going back and playing it, but I'm still like, eh, I don't know if I want to, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I understand I, that. I, I just, I'm thinking Fallout 76 feels better. Yeah. You know? I mean, there are some minor annoy- annoyances with um, people griefing. Or is it griffing? Griffing or griefing? Griefing. Grieving. Yeah, so I have some minor annoyances with people uh, griefing when I've played, you know, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a few things. 
What are those? What what are those things that that you have? Sorry, I was just remembering the um, the time I was in the camp, like cooking some food and Mm -hmm. scrapping some stuff, and this dude was just running around after this one dude, and I assumed he was friends with who he was trying to kill, but he just kept whacking him, whacking him, (laughs) and then he finally. Uh, murdered them, and I got a big wanted thing come up, and I went, ooh, so I went over, like, bam, bam, he was done. And mm-hmm. I got, a like, a 60-cap reward because I murdered that guy. Nice. But, you know, stuff like that, like, I've had people uh, come up, there's a dude in power armor, and, like, he kept attacking me, wouldn't leave me alone. Uh, I, was, I was sitting at one of the camp thingies trying to boil some water, and this person came up and just started hacking on me until I got up and moved. Like that stuff, I I don't I don't like. You know, I get that they're wanting realism. So while I'm cooking, you're gonna have to wait. But on the same hand, why are you letting someone murder me while I'm sitting there? Like no mm-hmm. one's gonna sit there and let themselves be murdered. <laughs> right. For yeah. realism's sake. So either you know, to to kind of mill that out, either people have to be able to um, connect on there when someone else is on there. Uh, you know, if they're cooking or they're using the bench, then someone else should be able to cook or use the bench as opposed to waiting. And, yeah. and the reason why I would say that or think that is because of that whole uh, griefing factor. You know, and and making people... Yeah, it's more annoying than anything else, though, isn't it? When you're trying to do something and you got somebody else, you can hear, you can hear, like, them swatting at you with a bat or you can, you know, feel, you can feel your control of everyone when they shoot you with a bullet or whatever, you know. Well, it's more annoying than anything else. It's not just that, but your health is going down. Yeah. Like, your health goes down. Yeah, because even if you don't get into combat with somebody... You know, you can shoot, they can shoot or hit you, and you can still die if you take enough of that damage, which is weird, but, because mm-hmm. once you hit level 5, you can start doing PvP. Yeah. You know, you can run into other people, they can shoot you to, to initiate it, and then if you shoot back, you initiate the conflict, and then it gets resolved. Yeah, like one it of just, you earns cats, one dies. It, it's just like, what's the benefit? You you murder someone and you get all their stuff. Uh, versus, um, you know, just just giving them the ability to go on there or making it like in Borderlands, where someone attacked you, says, "Oh, you've been given a challenge. Do you accept?" And then you yeah. go, yeah or no, you know? Right. <clears throat> like, I feel like, or even just have a server where it's PvP or PvE. Yeah, yeah. I know they have the Hunter Hunted uh, radio station, which you can use to sort of enter the PvP thing as well. But I never tried it during the beta, so I have no idea. Or at least not during the two times we got to play. Yeah. Maybe when it goes up, uh, 
whenever I'm off next and it's up, I'll try it out. Yeah, I'm not even sure because I don't think I tested it out either. So, um, but that's that's just my whole thing. I I think we even talked about it before. Uh, several episodes ago, we were like concerned, like this could be an issue, you know, yeah. having people. And for me, it was. It's like, you know, I'm okay with someone coming up and like challenging you, but I'm not okay with if I don't want to deal with that, you know, saying being able to say no. Like I don't have a choice. Either he keeps murdering me, and I try and murder him back, mm-hmm. or I. I just get de- dead. I die. That's it. Like those are my two options. And I feel like I should have more options. Yeah, I, I agree. Hundred percent. I agree. Because again, it for me, it goes back to if I'm trying to explore this place or listen to something, and I have some other person coming and trying to attack me while I'm looking at my pit boy or trying to read something or whatever, right. then it's just annoying. Just stop. Yeah, I mean, like, let's say you you're know? you're just listening to a hollow and you're, like, just listening there and then someone comes up and instead of listening to a hollow, you're listening to swat, 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 swat. Yeah. And it's like, dude. So. Yeah. So that, the good thing, yeah. the good thing, though, however, is that, at least on at least on, in today's session when we played, we didn't have a whole lot of that. It was more so that first initial day, right? That we had a lot of that kind of stuff. Today wasn't too bad. We ran. We didn't even run into a lot of people. Yeah. You know, whereas the first day people were just starting coming out of the vault. You know, so they were all clustered around Vault Seventy Six and the surrounding area. Right. But in today's session when we played, we just kind of explored today. Didn't we really do a whole lot? And we ran into maybe two, three other people. One of right. them we went we went to do an event with, which was pretty fun. Yeah, and you know I looked at the map uh, when we first uh, played, and there was dots everywhere. Mm. You know, like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when I checked today, there wasn't very many dots. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, I think it's a good thing that we didn't see as many people today. Just because I feel like it, it helped us do what we sort of wanted to do today. Because I was like, let's just go explore today, man. Let's just walk around. Yeah. I mean, do you, see what's going they, on. Um, do you think Bethesda did that on purpose? Like the first time they were testing how many people they could get onto a server. And this time they were testing how many servers they could have concurrently. It's very possible. Because there really wasn't, like when uh, when I was zooming out trying to find you on the map, there was only like four or five dots on there, which is why I was like, where the heck are you? <laughs> yeah. there's only like this many dots. Right. But, um, yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know. I guess that's just an idea that maybe they they were just testing that out. Maybe each beta they're testing out different stuff. Yeah, that's very possible. Very possible. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm glad there weren't that many people there with us today, because it sort of allowed us to do what we wanted to do without having to worry about anybody really getting in our way or any of that sort of stuff. It was nice. Right. <clears throat> what do you think of the new vats, though? I'm curious. I, I mean, it was confusing at first for me because I'm so used to 
going into vets, having it either stop or slow down time, pick out a body part, and, you know, work the body part. With this, you just bring up bats. (laughs) (laughs) With this, you just bring it, with this, you bring up bats. You bring up bats, and then you just use the trigger to shoot, and it acts like the, the, it's, it's, it's an auto aim almost. Yep. With, with the percentage to hit, which isn't consistent either, because you can have a 70, 70% chance to hit and miss. miss. Yep. Yeah. Or even a 95% chance to hit and still miss. So, you know, the percentages need to be more, I guess, cut and dry, I guess, or, or you know, a higher chance. Yeah. Be, well, I mean, when re- I tested represent, it out... Represent what it means, I guess. But when I did test it out, I only had like a 40, like 50% was the highest I ever got. And I would just like rapid fire that stuff. Right. And I would get like four hits out of five. And they were all like 40, 50% chances. Huh. So, yeah, and it's it's very weird that it does that. Yeah. I guess. And so I don't know, maybe their uh, numbering system is messed up. Maybe when it's saying like 75, you actually only have a 25% chance. Maybe, or it could just be like an RNG thing, you know? Really good game? <laughs> <laughs> a random number generated chance to hit. I don't know, man. It, it's uh, weird. I don't know. Random but number generator. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So you have 50%, but really. Eh. Right. Yeah. I mean that that makes sense. That could be. Yeah. But um so that's that. I mean, it's I personally don't think I'll be using it all that often. Mm-hmm. But I like using vats to sort of survey the area and identify what's around me, but with this being in being perpetually online, you can't really do that. You know, you you can target multiple things, but you have to switch your targets. I don't know if you can, because with the old Fallout games, you know, you could go into vets, you could shoot one person, switch to another, then another. I don't know if you can do it with this one because of how vets works in the game. I didn't try, so I don't know. I'm assuming it doesn't work like that, though. Yeah, I I mean, there's a cooldown factor. I don't know what the cooldown factor is, but I know that um, when I would use it, it seemed like it was five minutes and then I could use it again. Yeah, it depends on how much you use of it at a time because it's all going it all goes by your AP on the bottom right corner. Your AP will determine your VAT. So if you're sprinting or doing or jumping or whatever, it'll use some some of your AP. Mm, okay. So the reason why it takes a little bit for it to come back is because your AP is recharging and all other stuff. Oh, I see. So once that's fully recharged you can use it again. Correct. Yep. And there are things you can do in the game, different perks you can take to help with the regeneration of vats and that sort of stuff. Speaking of perks, yeah, talk about those. Yeah, let's talk about those. Yeah, so collector cards I, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure how to feel about the perk cards when they yeah. first uh, talked about them, but now that I've played with them for a little bit, I kind of like it because I mean, it's. While while it's a different way of doing skills in a game, and and but you know, and from a Fallout standpoint as well, uh, I I still like it because I feel like you can still do builds with this 
depending on how you do it. You know, and you can swap out cards at will. You know, if you take yeah. both the Lone Wanderer perk and the Inspirational perk and Bodybuilder, you know, a Bodybuilder, a Bodyguard rather, then, you know, if you're playing with friends, you can put the Inspirational and, and Bodyguard perks in there. Or by yourself, you can take Lone Wanderer and, you know, it'll work. Those perks will work that way, you know. Right. And then you can share perk cards with your friends, which is nice. Yeah. Didn't actually get to do it because I didn't have enough of the, of the of the card to do it, but. Right, and I do like the the perk cards. Um, mostly, like you said, they're I mean they're not permanent. You know, you yeah. can switch them up, switch them out. I kind of do whatever you want to. Um, I like the packs though because they come with gum. Oh yeah, that was a really nice touch too. Yeah, <laughs> it was a really nice little touch that they that they added in there for effect. I like that very much. Yeah, like I I remember when that used to be a huge thing. Like kids nowadays, they probably don't remember this. I, I vaguely I'm... do. Yeah, like see. You're I was on the tail end of that. I was on the tail end because I remember getting like packs of double bubble or whatever in in like the little like I guess four packs or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. You have each individual piece. And then at the end, you have, like, a little, like, maybe a comic strip mini roll or something, but... Yeah. You know. That's... Well, I mean, that's gum. I mean... Yeah. Because they, they literally used to put gum in with cards. So you would buy the cards, you would get the cards, and in the back, there's a piece of chewing gum. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. But like, that used to be the, the norm, and they stopped doing that. I don't know if it was because... They were worried about ink because they didn't. It's not like they put the gum in a wrapper. It was like <laughs> gum was just there. Just it just it was, just there. It was just there. You open up the package, there was gum on your cards, like. Hope it didn't melt. Yeah, I don't know uh, how or why or what they did that before, but um, that's kind of yeah. Uh, what they used to do. So, it, it is kind of harking back to the the olden days when trading cards had chewing gum packaged in with them yeah i definitely did like that they again took the extra effort to you know do all that you know yeah but and it's not I, like when you get the packs it's not like you're you're picking one perk out of them yeah because when you level up they go here are your choices of perks pick one whereas when you're uh, getting a pack it's like here's all these cards, they're yours, you know. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I like that. Yeah, so I really like that too, you know. Like I appreciate that uh, I'm not being forced to just getting one little uh, card out of a pack. Yeah, they give you they give you I think like four four or five cards in a pack, and then you know and then like you said they're yours to have. And then you can put them wherever you want to, depending on what special stat they're for. Yep. So when you start out, when you're in the vault, every every stat special stat you have starts at one, which is very which is very different because you know in other public games you can choose which stats you want to you choose what special stats you want to start out with. Choose your starting special yep. stats, you know. <clears throat> and with this, it's different. You don't really get to do that. You do in a way, but it's different because of the perk cards. You start at one. Once you hit level two. 
you get the you get the perks and you go okay i'm gonna put a point into spend the strength or whatever and then you know you get three different three different perks that go with that so on and so forth so it's different how they do it but i like the flexibility of it and again you it can you can change it on the fly as your mood or as your session goes along yep you know um, once you get enough perks perk cards i'm sure there'll be you know stuff for different kinds of guns or you know there's even stuff for the for the survival aspect of the game which we'll talk about here in a second but you know there's so much freedom there with the perk cards that allow you to switch things on the fly as your session goes along as you're as you feel like hey i want to do something different mm-hmm. you can do it at will which is nice yep yeah, I mean that is that is pretty nice because that's something other fallouts you can't do. Like, oh, you want to be uh, all about luck this go round? Well, then you're not getting anything else on anything else. <laughs> <laughs> like, know? you can put all your points in luck if you really want to. Yeah, I don't know. That might. I mean, you get more crits. That might. Yeah. That that might be one fun playthrough. Yeah, could be. I never actually tried it, honestly. Yeah. All luck. <laughs> I remember in the older, well, I never played them, but I heard about it in the older Fallout games. Mm-hmm. If you put your intelligence like one or two, your character would <laughs> literally like not talk properly because yeah, their would, intelligence is so low. You would have bad. I find that hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> I think uh, that'd be kind of funny to have that now, but at least, at least, in, this this with the voice acting, like that'd be pretty funny in Fallout Four if they did that. I don't know if they do, but if they did, it'd be pretty cool. Not to try, so I have no idea. But let's talk. Let's touch about the uh, survivor survival aspects of the game really quick. Yeah. So there's some survival mechanics in the game from the hardcore mode of Fallout. You know, you have to manage your hunger, your thirst, diseases, that sort of stuff. But for me personally, I've never been a fan of survival elements in games, mostly because it seems like to me you are spending more time doing that than actually playing the game. Yeah. But... I agree with you. Yeah, but with this, at least in in 76 anyway, I don't know what it's like in 4 because I haven't done it, but in 76, it's not, for me anyway, I didn't notice it being that big a deal. Which for Um, me is nice. I mean, it, it felt like a big deal. Yeah, because, I mean, the worst that will happen is that you'll lose some AP and have a higher chance of diseases, which is fine. But, again, for me, I wasn't, like, constantly managing my water or my hunger. I would look at it periodically and say, oh, it's it's a little low. Let me go ahead and drink some water or eat some food, and I'll, you know, move the meat up a little bit. But I wasn't I wasn't freaking out or getting annoyed by, oh, my God, I have to eat or, you know, whatever. So, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I felt like I was. <laughs> you know, and maybe it's the... When I look at the bar and I'm like... Um, <laughs> dramatization here, but... Oh my god, it's halfway full! We're all gonna die! <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's kind of what I... Like, lost. Yeah, that's kind of what I felt like. So I was constantly, like, checking my, my water and my food. And if it was halfway, I was like, oh, God, I need to fill it up. Yeah. So um, I kind of had the opposite reaction for me. 
you know, and that I, I felt like I always needed to have that stuff available. And yeah. food spoils really fast. Yeah, food spoils this. fast, and they also don't tell you when it spoils, at least from what I've seen. There's no notification saying, hey, your food's going to go bad, or, you know, you yeah. know, food spoiled or whatever. Yeah. You go into your pit way, you're like, oh, I have spoiled food. That's what happened to me. I didn't even know food could spoil until I looked at the thing. I was like, oh, I have spoiled vegetables in here. That's not good. Let's get yeah. rid of these. I know, and it would it would be really nice if they would tell you what spoiled. Like, instead of having spoiled food, maybe it would be, like, spoiled mutton chops or something so that mm-hmm. you know what just went bad. So you're not like, well, what... You know, I don't know what, what happened to my mutton chops or whatever. Yeah. Cause you're like, oh, I had three. Now I have two. No, I mean, for me, when I'm looking, because your water drops quicker than your food, so I'm hardly ever eating, but I'm like constantly drinking on my yeah. day. <laughs> um, but there's no like indication of what went bad. Like, I'm okay with stuff going bad i wish that it didn't go as bad as quickly though it feels like you know 30 minutes and your stuff's gone bad in the game i i I never noticed it i never noticed it until i looked in in my pit boy i had no idea that it could go bad so i wasn't even aware of like a i couldn't even tell you a time frame on things that went bad i have no idea i know there is a condition for each of the things which is nice there's a condition bar for mm. your food, for your food and stuff, maybe for the plants you pick up. Maybe when your food's condition bar goes down, it goes into spoiled food. Yeah, that's what happens. But again, it doesn't tell you, like, hey, you know, this is going bad, or 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 yeah. this item went bad. Yeah, I mean, even Spoil- when you look whatever. at food, like you have, just real life talking. Like, you're going to look at something and you're going to know, okay, that was a ham sandwich and that's gone bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I shouldn't eat that bread. Yeah, probably shouldn't eat that. Um, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was right. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, even then, you know. So I would, rather than having one item spoiled, like, I realize that this would, the, the problem with why they didn't do this is because then you would need to have 10, or not 10, but you'd have to double every food item that went bad. Mm-hmm. Because you'd have to have a spoiled version of that food. Right. So you're doubling your work. So I get that they don't want to do that to save on like time and, and resources there. But they should at least have something that pops up and tells you, like, this just went bad. Yeah, a notification that tells you what went bad. That way you can have an idea. That way you know what went bad. So you can go, Oh, I need to get more of this. Yeah. Or if you're or or you know, if you if you're in if you're in a spot where you can't make make a camp to make food from the from the stuff that you have, then you can say, Oh, I need to go grab more plants or go grab right. uh glowing fungus so I can make more soup or whatever. You know, you can go find the thing that you need to replace yep. it with whatever um speaking of you know replacing things and that sort of stuff the inventory management in the pit boy has always been a little difficult at least for me and at least for me and and other people that i that i hear talk about the pit boy um 
I think even more so with this because you can't pause the game and you're sort of doing things in the heat of the moment. They have a hot key system, which is great. It helps a lot, actually. Yep. But and they also have a uh, a almost holographic version of the Pip Boy that you can use. So if you pull out your Pip Boy with B or Circle for PS4 and you hit the select button, it'll it'll switch it to a holographic version so you can see what's going on around you. Now, granted, you can't move, you can't look at the camera around, but you can see what's directly in front of you and you know a little bit to the sides. So you can manage inventory that way, but the inventory itself is still clunky. I guess they did they did uh, they did a nice thing with the um, holotapes and stuff. They did move all the holotapes into one spot. You have all your notes in one spot, so that's good. But the actual item inventory management, you know, weapons, aid, that sort of stuff, they probably could have put you know aid and food into a separate thing so you knew what was what because all your aid that's your your food your water your medical supplies your radix your mentats all that stuff is all in one thing and if you have a bunch of it it's going to take you a little bit to scroll and find what you're looking for versus having you know all your radix stim packs right away that stuff all in one spot it's lumped in with your food and your plant parts and that sort of stuff. So for me, I feel like it's a little clunky, especially to manage. And if you're wanting to do something like that, maybe not in the heat of the moment, but if you know you have something, if you want to check on something in particular that's going, that might go bad or, you know, what we were just, what we were just, just talking about a minute ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of scrolls the where to find it. Well, I mean, even, uh, let's say you have a gun that breaks yeah you know from from youth like does it tell you or does the gun just stop working or does it just stop doing as much damage like i didn't have that happen so i don't know yeah but, i didn't have it happen either but i remember in fallout 3 you would get uh you you know you would you had your weapon your weapon out on the hud you'd have your ammo count and your durability and the lower your durability went the animation for the gun would change so it would take it would take a little longer to reload, and you would do a little extra like you know pull just to make sure that things were okay and they weren't broken. So uh, I don't know if there's things like that in the game designed like that. That way you can see or get some sort of visual cue like, hey, my weapon's about to break. I should probably fix it or get a new one or switch to the weapon, whatever. So I don't know. Didn't have the problem. I was able to repair myself, which, by the way, I'm so glad that weapon at weapon durability and armor durability, armor, armor durability mm-hmm. are things in the game again. I really missed it in Fallout 4. I really did. With the conditioning? Yes. Yeah. And I like that... I like that they made... As, as, as silly as it is, I like that they made the change of, hey, you can't just take one thing and repair with the other thing. <laughs> you got to actually use the parts from said thing to fix your other thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but that's more like a, a time issue. Yeah, I, mean, I, you're gonna I, make me scrap okay, I, li- I like it now. We'll put it that way. I like it now. <clears throat> yeah. I mean it's it's cool but you know you make you make me scrap this part so that I have to use it on this part as opposed to just letting me 
use this item to go into this item. Yeah, because what you would do, if I recall, in Fallout 3, is you would repair the, you would take your item with your highest condition, put it into the lowest one, so that way it would, you know, get the most condition depending on your repair skill. Right. If I recall correctly, it's been a while. Yeah, I I don't remember. <laughs> I remember taking taking my Zhuang Long Chinese assault rifle and finding other ones out in the world and just repairing it with it. But that weapon had stupid high durability anyway, so it hadn't repaired all that much. But still. Nice. <laughs> remember those man. Remember those days. It's great. Yeah. So simple at time. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm glad that that Weapon conditioning and armor condition is back in the game. Um, I like the change they made to it for now. We'll see how I feel from us down the road. I may not like it as much, but I'll I'll tell you what. Quick story though. <laughs> quick story time. Right. So gather around, children. It's quick story yeah, time with Byron. Yeah. So we were in a mine. We were in a mine, mm-hmm. and we had found you know a workbench and stuff. We were repairing stuff, or whatever, and. I'm over here like, yeah, I'm going to make some more armor. I'm going through my armor, and uh, and I'm going to repair my armor. So I go to hit repair, and I'm like, I'm done. I exit the menu, go back to my character, go to the people, wait a minute. Where's my armor at? Where'd it go? <laughs> I had accidentally uh, scrapped all the armor that I had and turned it into leather. <laughs> So I couldn't put it on. And I didn't even know it until yeah. I looked. So wait a minute, something's off here. I had all this armor. I had I remember because I had a boiled le- I had a boiled uh, version of the leather uh arm piece, whatever it was. Yeah. And it's like I know I had it, where'd it go? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so yeah. And it was favorited too, so I would like to see the favorites system be sort of used like either either a locking component or, hey, are you sure you want to dismantle this? Well, yes. Maybe not for everything, but for at least for the items you favorite so yeah. you don't accidentally do that. I would be okay if it was like, hey, this is in your favorites. Are you sure you want to uh, dismantle this? Yeah. But also, from my understanding, the favorites is... Um, for your your quick your quick action stuff. Yeah, your quick a- quick access to uh, yep. Which, by the way, I don't know why, but I for some reason I always had a problem trying to get to that menu. Like it's, it's <laughs> I can never remember D-pad. which button it is. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, I'm like, uh, right on the D pad. No, don't use a stem pack. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it, it's uh, so weird. Um, I um. I in Fallout 4, you had the hotkeys, right? Yeah, I guess. And you had you had okay, so you had the hotkeys on each direction of the D-pad. You had up, down, left, right, and you had three for each. So, so you know, you could put all these weapons, and you know, maybe like stim packs right away, and something else in your other section. So you could scroll up and left and down for your weapons. And then, you know, like I said, right on the D-pad or wherever you put it at. So I was very used to having the hotkey for, you know, the web, you know, my hotkey set up. And I'm hitting left trying to get to my weapons on the side. 
and they're not there, that's for some best threats for just bring out your fists. I don't want to do that. Up is the radio of the weapons, and right's for stim packs, down's for emotes, <clears throat> left is for fists. So, like, it, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not knocking that at all. It's one of the things I have to get used to. What does clicking in on the right stick do? Crouch. Crouch. See, now I feel yep. like they could have switched that up on the D-pad and made clicking in on the right stick your your uh, radio buttons. I'd be okay with clicking in on the left left stick, the crouch. Yeah. And you could toggle it. And then maybe... Yeah, what does clicking in on the left stick do? I'm assuming... Well, no. It's sprint. It is sprint. It is because... Yeah, it is. Because in Fallout uh, 4, if I recall, left bumper was sprint. Mm-hmm. You would hold oh. it to sprint, so yeah. Good times, good times. <laughs> yeah, but um, I know there's one more thing I wanted to touch on regarding gameplay. I can't remember what it was at the moment. I know I'm gonna be kicking myself because once the podcast ends, I'm gonna remember what it was, and then I'm gonna be like, oh, I can't go back and redo it again. <laughs> so I can't even think of what it was right now. Uh, do you have anything else, though, before we uh, get on to our final thoughts and uh, take this thing on home? Anything else, friend? Character creation? Yes. We didn't talk about that. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's probably what it That's actually what it was. Thank you. Character creation. I like it. I like that I was able to sort of create myself. Makes right. me happy. I, I did that in Fallout 4 as well, but I'm saying, you know... It's always great to be able to create yourself if you want to in these kinds of games. Put yourself in the world all out of the business, you know. Yeah. It's it's still as robust as what it was in Fallout 4. I wasn't one to mess with the craziness of moving body parts around and that sort of stuff. But I like that it's there for those that want to do it. The only yeah. thing I did was the only thing I did I think was move my earlobes a little bit because my ears are kind of weird. I have like smaller ears that sort of flare out. Mm. Yeah, I um, I started to mess with stuff and I started to like <clears throat> I got to do this and I got to do that and you know, <laughs> you yeah, know, uh, do all the stuff and then I was like, wait a minute, this is a beta and I don't have all the time in the world. <laughs> let's just get it, you know, looking whatever and let's get into it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I feel that <laughs> you too. Know, so I just kind of uh, went away from it. Here's what I didn't like, though. Mm-hmm. You have to highlight the area you want to edit. And it felt a lot more clunky than the Fallout 4 version. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, th- I remember that because I was going through and trying to get, you know, just the forehead so I could change wrinkles on the forehead or whatever. And I was like, forehead top. Like, no, just just, just the forehead. Yeah. Just the eyes or whatever it was, you know. Yeah, so hopefully that is fixed or made better in the original and that's not the full version of it. Or, you know, honestly, I'm always happy with a menu system. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I'm okay with the little menu on the side for each of the options. Like, what I can do with this one, what I can do with that one, instead of having me go select the forehead and and move it this way and move it that way you know because yeah. i mean you could you could still do it that way though you could have your menu system for just your you know generic stuff but if you wanted to get crazy with it 
then you can use you can still click the menu and then you could use the sculpt on the face or whatever it is you want to sculpt you know yeah but because I, I personally i crazy with it with menus man ah okay yeah because i would rather do it i guess on the body part than having to use the you know a, a radio bar or whatever yeah i mean it's for me it, it's i like 2k's creation system mm -hmm. as far as like here's you know the forehead the ears the neck the chin like let me go through those options yeah and let me see what i got because you know maybe i i don't get in the right spot so i don't get to like change the uh earlobes because i didn't right. go down to the earlobes i went on the ears and i'm like okay this is the only option but no you can actually go down to the earlobes and change that it's like just give me a menu you know mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> like like let me change that in the menu system so i it's it's cool it feels clunkier though and i kind of wish it was just a menu as opposed to what it was yeah um makes sense did you i don't think you did but did you take any photos i took the one photo in the vault when you're when you finish creating your character mm -hmm. unfortunately that's the only one i did i wanted to do more but i could never remember how to get to the photo system no oh. So I just didn't do it. Well, it's you go into the map. You press the yeah, it, yeah, start it's map. button, it's... and it's right there in the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to take more because I wanted to see what kind of silly stuff you could do with the game because I remember leaving the vault, and you could find – you found, like, a banjo that you could play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's and a banjo I wanted to – the, I guess it's a guitar. Banjo, oh. guitar, yeah. I wanted well, to get a picture of my characters playing playing the banjo, but I like I said I couldn't remember how to get to the photo system, so I didn't do it. I'll know for next time though for sure I'll have to grab some. Yeah. I can't wait to see what sort of stuff you can do though with it though. When you get, you know, a full squad of people or a full you know, four of y'all and you're just doing stuff. Yeah. I wonder what kind of silly stuff you can do with the photo system thing i'm really interested to see I, what all you can do i almost wonder if they're gonna make emotes be their uh payable dlc though because base in the game there's only like three um poses that i could do like mm -hmm. two or three poses <clears throat> and so either i wonder if you either have to find them or if you have to buy them and like right. that'll be their thing. Like, well, you don't need to emote, but if you want to, you know, give us money. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I didn't really spend a lot of time looking at, but I knew they were there, were the challenges for atoms. Okay. That would pop up on the side, left side, whenever you do something. It's like, hey, you crafted a weapon. Here's ten atoms. Cool. Uh, I don't. I did see a little bit of the challenges from a YouTuber that I watched. Mm -hmm. They were talking about the challenges and everything, and they don't look that difficult, which is good and fine. Um, I don't think those were all of them, just because of maybe story progress or whatever. Um, but there were nice. There was a nice list of challenges that you could do, and that's where you're gonna get majority of those atoms from, which is good. So maybe the atoms will be what you use to buy the emotes, or if you know if they do put paid emotes in, that's how they're gonna do it through the atom system, maybe. Um, and you're just earning them by playing the game, which is fine. Right. So, 
I mean, we're gonna see, man. I'm. We'll get there in a second. We'll get there. I think I think that was it, though. Was it it? Everything we wanted to cover, pretty I much. I think so. I feel like we got. I think we touched on pretty much everything. If we miss some things, we'll probably talk about it another time before launch, because there'll be more beta beta tests. Which there's a schedule, by the way. But no. Uh, final thoughts. So final thoughts for me. Um, I think that it still needs just a little bit of polish for it because there were a few glitches and uh, there's a couple times I've been disconnected from the server and like I was on the server with you. Yep. You were in a town, uh, a ghoul town. Yeah. You know, you were off murder and stuff and I was trying sure to help was, murder and then I just disconnected. Sure did. I didn't even I, know it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And so I had to come back in. Um, and even the first time, like you couldn't even get up into a world. You had to join into my world. Yeah, I was trying to log in and it was taking forever to load, find me a server. So I was like, well, let me close up the game and load it up again. Yeah. So, you know, a few little things like that that they could improve on. I yeah. am enjoying my time with the game, though. And I am enjoying it a lot more than I did Fallout 4. I already said that. Uh, but I feel like it, it needs reiterating. I was like, I always <laughs> for, need to reiterate that. Always yeah. good. Yeah. For the for the third time, maybe even the fourth time, you know, the I like it better than Fallout 4. So I'm having a, a good time with it. Even just, like, getting on it and, and playing it solo. Like I was, was, was going to be the next question I asked you because you know you know me, man. I always got to ask people, is it fun because you're playing with friends or is it just or are you having a fun time with the game? Because those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, the first time we played, you got on so late that it was like we weren't even playing together. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. You, you got in, and so I waited for you to uh, catch up, and then it was like, oh, the server's about to die, and <laughs> yeah. we were saddened. Yeah, true, true. But, you know, with the second time, that was more of a we actually were playing together. Yeah, and um, that was enjoyable. And I I talked about this before we was recording. But I feel like you're not getting a different experience playing with friends. You know, compared to uh, playing by yourself versus playing with friends. The mm -hmm. experience is the same to me. You know, when I was... Uh, on doing the <clears throat> the solo stuff and, and going through the missions it felt the same once you joined and today when we played and we were you know, traversing the the wasteland together it felt the same to me because it's not like you were stealing items from me like you were grabbing items that i couldn't have or um you know you were uh what's what's the word i'm looking for that we were like competing with each other to get the right. loot. Mm -hmm. You know, our loot was there. My loot is my loot. Your loot is your loot. Yep. And it's there. So there there was none of that competing. So the experience to me is the same. And that's kind of the beautiful part. Like you could go down to the uh, southwest portion of the map and I could go to the northeast portion of the map and we could do our own thing in the world together, you know? Probably try that one day, see how far we can go. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm a little afraid of doing that 
because I don't want to run into one of the dragons. Oh, um, yeah. Scorch beast. Yeah. Like, I don't want to run into one of those by myself. Because you don't want to, you don't want to go to Death Cloud Island either. Death Cloud Island. Death Cloud Island, yeah. You want to go there? No, probably not. Oh, okay. Probably not. <laughs> um. So you know, on a preview uh, base, I I am enjoying it, and I want to continue playing it uh, to the point where I may even consider actually picking this up, because uh, being honest with our listeners. You know, it was kind of like, hey, let's let's just pre-order this and talk about it for the show. <laughs> right. You know, and it's become now a, hey, this is kind of fun. Maybe I should uh, pick it up and not cancel my pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, that's kind of my final thoughts with it. What are your final thoughts, though? Um, well, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm I'm having a good time with it. It feels like it feels like a Fallout game with a few other things that I'm not that I'm still not really a fan of, but I like the idea of being able to play with my friends because like now it's there. I was not a big fan of the idea at first because because of the things that come along with that you know mm-hmm. dealing with other people that sort of stuff i don't want to do that but if i get to play this game with three of my friends and we can all go around and you know experience up in the wasteland and have our own little stories to tell i think that'll be the fun of the game when it comes out and people get their hands on it fully and all the other business okay. um there are obviously things that i don't like as well the no having NPCs is a big one for me. By, by, by NPC, and by NPCs, I mean actual characters you can talk to. I don't know. And again, we saw Garm, so I don't know if that's going to be like a thing. I have no idea. But besides him, that's it. And Protectrons. That's kind of it. So right. I think that's going to be uh, going to be some, some, something for me to get used to. I may not ever get used to it. But um, it's fun. I'm enjoying it right now. I'm looking forward to. I, I I was cautiously optimistic going into it. I'm still on. I'm still there, but I'm more on the side of, hey, if I can have fun with this with my friends, then you know, let's go ahead and let's pick it up and let's see what kind of uh, stuff we can do with it. Right. And that's uh, where I stand on the whole thing. So with all that being said there, friend, are we done? We are done. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 63 of the r Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Ken, before we get out of here, though, round of plugs and go. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter. We are the R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D Gaming P-O-D. We always post as... Sorry. Go ahead. You're good. We always post as soon as the new episode goes live, and sometimes we share other random thoughts, so be sure to follow us on there. 
Yeah, you can follow the podcast over there. You can also follow both me and Ken personally on Twitter. Ken is on Twitter at MacroboV. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. I'm on Twitter at B underscore wrong 1417. And you can also find me streaming on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash B underscore Ron 1417. I'm currently playing through the WWE 2K19 My Career Mode. I'm actually having a lot of fun with that. Story is pretty hokey, but also pretty interesting at the same time. It has my attention. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next with this thing. I don't know, man. I'm having, having fun with it right now. So come by and check that out for sure. Right. So our podcast is available on CastBox FM, the iTunes iPod Store, and Google Play Music. So you can take us on any device, even view us through the castbox.fm website on a computer if you need, because your mom took away your iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and while you're over there, because your mom took away your iPhone, be sure to leave us a review. It helps us to climb the charts to achieve our goal of podcast domination in the video game department of the world. And uh, that's going to do it for us, though. But you got to come back next week. Can do us all a favor and tell them why. Next week, we'll be talking about Victor Vron. I hope I pronounced that correctly because everyone could use a little more R&R. just had this thought in my head okay so i'm sitting there looking at my skype and i'm like what if i didn't unmute my mic the whole time from when i muted earlier yeah i was just thinking about that like what if i didn't do that what if i'm talking to myself this whole time and none of this got recorded (laughs) well that would be hilarious but also incorrect because i would have been uh Going like Byron, 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 bum, 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 you know.